0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off beginning with diary entry number 111. When in the midst of these interior torments I tried to accuse myself in confession of the smallest trifles, the priest was surprised that I had not committed graver faults, and he said to me, If you are as faithful as this to God during these sufferings, this in itself is evidence to me that God is sustaining you, sister, with a special grace, and it is a good thing that you do not understand this. It is a strange thing, nevertheless, that confessors could neither understand me nor set my mind at peace concerning these matters until I met Father Andrash and later on Father Sopotchko. A few words about confession and confessors. I shall speak only of what I have experienced and gone through within my own soul. There are three things which hinder the soul from drawing profit from confession in these exceptional moments. The first thing. When the confessor has little knowledge of extraordinary ways and shows surprise in a soul, if a soul discloses to him the great mysteries worked in it by God. Such surprise frightens a sensitive soul, and it notices that the confessor hesitates to give his opinion. And if it does notice this, it will not be set at peace, but will have even more doubts after confession than before, because it will sense that the confessor is trying to set it at peace while he himself is uncertain. Or else, as has happened to me, a confessor, unable to penetrate some of the soul's mysteries, refuses to hear the confession, showing a certain fear when the soul approaches the confessional. How can a soul in this state obtain peace in the confessional when it has become so oversensitive to every word of the priest? In my opinion, at times of such special trials sent by God to a soul, the priest, if he does not understand the soul, should direct it to some other experienced and well-instructed confessor or else he himself should seek light in order to give the soul what it needs, instead of downrightly denying it confession. For in this way he is exposing the soul to a great danger, and more than one soul may well leave the road along which God wanted it to journey. This is a matter of great importance, for I have experienced it myself. I myself began to waver, despite special gifts from God, And even though God himself reassured me, I have nevertheless always wanted to have the church's seal as well. The second thing. The confessor does not allow the soul to express itself frankly and shows impatience. The soul then falls silent and does not say everything it has to say, and by this profits nothing. It profits even less when the confessor, without really knowing the soul, proceeds to put it to the test instead of helping the soul he does it harm the soul is aware that the confessor does not know it because he did not allow it to lay itself open fully as regards both its graces and its misery and so the test is ill-adapted I have been submitted to some tests at which I have had to laugh I will express this better thus the confessor is the doctor of the soul But how can a doctor prescribe a suitable remedy if he does not know the nature of the sickness? Never will he be able to do so, for either the remedy will not produce the desired effect, or else it will be too strong and will aggravate the illness and sometimes, God forbid, even bring about death. I am speaking from my own experience because in certain instances it was the Lord himself who directly sustained me. The third thing, it also happens sometimes that the confessor makes light of little things. There is nothing little in the spiritual life. Sometimes a seemingly insignificant thing will disclose a matter of great consequence and will be for the confessor a beam of light which helps him to get to know the soul. Many spiritual undertones are concealed in little things. A magnificent building will never rise if we reject the insignificant bricks. God demands great purity of certain souls, and so he gives them a deeper knowledge of their own misery. Illuminated by light from on high, the soul can better know what pleases God and what does not. Sin depends on the degree of knowledge and light that exists within the soul. The same is true of imperfections. Although the soul knows that it is only sin in the strict sense of the term, which pertains to the sacrament of penance, yet these petty things are of great importance to a soul which is tending to sanctity, and the confessor must not treat them lightly. The patience and kindness of the confessor open the way to the innermost secrets of the soul. The soul, unconsciously as it were, reveals its abysmal depth, and feels stronger and more resistant. It fights with greater courage and tries to do things better because it knows it must give an account of them. In this section, St. Faustina speaks about her experience of the Sacrament of Confession with different confessors. As a victim soul and as a mystic, she received many special graces from God, all of which needed to be discerned. It would not have been easy to be her confessor. I remember reading about the confessor, St. Catherine Laboure when she was having the miraculous medal apparitions. Her confessor was very cautious, not wanting to be fooled by some of the miraculous things that were happening in her heart. But he was so cautious that eventually Our Lady had to send a message to him through St. Catherine so that God's will would eventually be done. What St. Faustina writes in this section is very helpful for priests who hear confessions. How the priest reacts to what the person says is very important because souls can be sensitive, even if they are not confessing anything extraordinary like St. Faustina. One priest wouldn't hear her confession, and this can be hurtful. Pray for all priests that we can all grow in holiness and that we will be ready for any type of confession. Also, she speaks of allowing the person to express him or herself frankly without showing impatience so that the confessor can know the actual situation. As she says, the doctor has to know what the illness is. The last advice is to not make light of little things. Uh, often, people coming to confession, as she says, know that certain small things are not sins, strictly speaking. But as the person seeks to grow in the spiritual life, it helps sometimes to mention these little things that he or she is trying to avoid. Now, if it's a person who suffers from scruples, mentioning every little thing is probably not helpful. St. Faustina's advice can also be helpful for those who go to confession, and it can also be an encouragement to us to go more regularly. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. Please help us spread the message of Divine Mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an ebook. available now on shopmercy.org.